Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Have you heard? The bird is the word. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we talk World Series we talk Ravens, we talk Orioles, we talk pop culture, all that and more on this edition of Section 336. It's time for Section 336. Yo, Section 336, Baltimore's best, the number one podcast, forget the rest. Matt Burton, Josh, welcome to guests. The Ravens back, no nonsense defense. So tune in every week, hear the stories get told. The Super Bowl chance, crushing the Steelers and Colts. It's the time of the year for the purple pain. So sit back, let this podcast tickle your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rody. What up, 336ers? Happy Tuesday night. And the button lover, Josh Roca. How you guys doing? How long are you letting that beard go? Oh, yeah, look at that. that. That's coming in thick. Impressive. Is that a Halloween costume you're working on? You're going to look like like an old sailor? I already went like, to... what's that Fisherman's Wharf guy? The Gordon's Fisherman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the cough drops? Oh, the Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend. That's yeah, what you yeah. look like. You look like you could do one of those commercials. I already went to my Halloween party as Rick Grimes. Nice. Don't worry. No spoilers. No spoilers. But, but the beard did come in handy for the Rick Grimes costume. I, I'm going to see how who's, long it, it, can, it can go. Rick Grimes? Eh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, I for wa- the protagonist. I was I was doing a little work with Ken last night in, uh, in the studio, and I come out after recording with him, and I come out. And Mandy is on the couch crying <laughs> because of apparently whatever happened in Walking Dead. Okay, yeah. no spoilers. Though. I laughed at her, and she said, "I don't laugh at you when the Orioles lose." <laughs> that's that's true. I said, How many times has she come downstairs to you crying on the couch, Josh? Yeah, I said, "Leave me alone." That's a low blow. <laughs> that's a fair comparison. Yikes! We got the World Series, and we are going to get into the Ravens uh, and their uh, what and what and what a mess they are. We're going to put the Orioles and what a mess they'll be next year. But first. <laughs> Uh, let's start a little World Series talk. Josh is sporting the Cleveland Indians you like my jersey. jersey. Yeah, are you giving away your allegiance here? Are you are you pulling for the Indians? I'm uh, I am pulling for the Indians over the Cubs. Really? Yeah, because there's nothing special about the Cubs except that they suck. How can so, you say that? They well, won a hundred games, right? And then they're just a normal good team. The the what's great about the entire about the franchise is that they suck and they haven't won for a hundred years. Yeah. So if they win this year, then they're just your average team. Then who cares? So I need to root against them, so they. Can but even the, the Indians team. haven't won in sixty-seven years or whatever it's been. Yeah, but that's not what they're known for. Well, the Indians, Cleveland's known for kind of being an inept city who can't win. Sure, I mean, despite what LeBron James just Plus, did, just won the NBA championship. Right. Plus, there's a lot of fun with the fact that Cleveland's actually a winning town now. Outside of the Browns, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the Browns to actually one day be relevant. <laughs> How about you, Bert? Who are you pulling for? Um, I'm going to pull for the Cubs. 
Uh, but to be honest, I'm I'm really pleased with the two teams that are in it yeah. overall. Yeah, it, I think either either outcome is great. Right. Yes. Uh, it because would, it's not the Red Sox, it's not the Blue Jays, exactly. it's, it's not the Giants, the Dodgers. Either way, some crazy long drought is coming to an end. Yeah. It's uh, not the Nationals. I think it's I think the possibility of Cleveland winning is cool to end their sixty some year drought. Uh, that uh, that the basketball team just won for the first time ever. Uh, with the Cavaliers, yeah, and then the fact that Cleveland has gone championship list in any sport for so many years can now all of a sudden have two in two major sports in the same in a matter of six months, uh, which is cool. On the other hand, the Cubs are a ridiculous team. Yeah, they've been ridiculous. They've been nonstop all year long. It seems as a little silly that out of nowhere now the Cleveland Indians are going to take them down in a yeah. best of seven series. I don't see it. I like to see the Cubs win. I like to see this series end uh, end their drought. Uh, do you think Steve Bartman makes an appearance <laughs> if they win? I think I, you know. There's no one rooting harder for the Cubs to win than Steve Bartman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though I think even with getting to the World Series, a little bit of that. Do you, do you think they off. allow him in the stadium? For one of these games, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it, it's similar to the, the the Bill Buckner thing with the Red Sox, right? Like he was hating Boston for a long time. They win the World Series. He's invited back to the stadium. People cheer him, and it, they kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think they bring him in, acknowledge him. I don't think he would want to be. No, acknowledged. no, no, no. He's he's dropped off the face of the he, earth. He's, ever he's, since he's that yeah, he's in hiding. He doesn't want to be witness protection for. He doesn't uh, want to be Barman. acknowledged at all. Anything, but I think if they do win, if the Cubs do win the World Series. I think it'd be great to bring him out like on opening day at Wrigley Field or during the ring ceremony or something you know, to like shake his hand or just give him a hug and be like, all's forgiven, man. <laughs> I know how you handle it. Here's how you handle it. There's four games in Cleveland. There might be up to four games. The Indians have already announced that Rick that uh, Rick Vaughn from Major League, Charlie Sheen, will not be thrown out the first pitch because they want to have Cleveland greats do it. There are no Cleveland Indians. Yeah, Indian he might greats. be the greatest there's, Cleveland. There's Kenny Lofton, and that's it. So tonight, Drew Carey, uh, right? Well, tonight <laughs> I say, all right, you let you let Kenny Lofton, maybe you let uh, LeBron James throw one out. Sure. When the pressure's on, you bring out Steve Bartman. Oh, he would you never let, do it. You let Steve Bartman throw out the first pitch in Cleveland. He would never go for it. Cleveland, can we, can we get any Christmas story char- characters out there? Oh, there you go, Ralphie. Yeah, can we get Ra- Ralphie out there to throw out a pitch? I, I'm 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 with Bird. I'm a little torn, and I see it kind of as a win-win scenario. On the one hand. Cleveland's kind of a crappy city. It reminds me of Baltimore, like not the nicest city in the world. And so you yeah, kind of blue root- collar, blue yeah. collar is what we call oh, that. Sure. Gritty blue collar, absolutely. Also known as crappy. So in that respect, you, you you kind of root for Cleveland. And I like the underdog. I always like the underdog story. And Cleveland certainly is the underdog big time in this series. But on the other hand, and that was my opinion go- going in. But when I saw the Cubs clinch the the National League. And and go to the World Series when they were they were interviewing all those old people. You saw people crying. Sure, I, it kind of it tugged at the old heartstrings. Eddie Vedder was there, lifelong Cubs fan. Yeah, I, and all these people have never seen them go to the World Series. All those old guys. Yeah, old guys carrying Can pictures of their fathers who right. died like forty five years ago, never seen the Cubs well, and, win. And see, and that that made me sad when I when I heard like uh, I heard another podcast I was listening to, and the guy's Cubs fan, and he was. There was a story about uh, how he, he his dad died a couple of years ago and he never got to go to a World Series with his dad. And then it made me sad because the way the Orioles are playing, we might never get to go to a World Series no, with our it's, dad. No, it's very possible. 
And well, and and when Nora was last, at least when Nora was last went to, to to the World Series, I was able to watch it through my mother's womb, or at least hear it. Um, <laughs> you hear it through the belly button. I could hear it through the old belly button hole. <laughs> <laughs> creepy. That's but, creepy. But uh, but at least like you know, they put the headphones on the belly. Right, that's right. But at least we can bring Dad in to talk about you know the World Series and and all that and all that involved. And so there's not like an eighty year generational gap here. Like we we can talk to just a generation above us who right. have actually there and witnessed it. So in all those respects, and like I proposed to my wife in Chicago, like I love the city of Chicago. I kind of have a special place in my heart for Chicago. So with all that said, I'm rooting for Chicago and I hope they do it despite my dislike of Madden and Fowler. I hope oh, they, you don't like Joe Madden. I, I kind of like nah. Joe Madden, especially now that he's out of the AL East. He's, it's one of those guys where I know he's so much smarter than, than, than I am and I'm jealous <laughs> and bitter and I hate him for it. Uh, but I'm hoping they do it in... He, he was probably alive when they won. Uh, he's pretty old. He's pretty old. Uh, what, game four and five, I think, are in, in Chicago, and then six and seven are in Cleveland? Yeah. I hope yes. they do it in... They'll probably do it in four or five. I hope they do it in Chicago. So I'm rooting, I'm rooting yeah. for Cubs, yeah, yeah. and I hope it's within five games. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Which so I you, think is very possible. You guys taking the Cubs. I'm taking the Indians. All right. Yeah. All right. I like that. Uh, by the way, guys, tonight is... Th- the first game of the World Series. It's played in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go on StubHub right now and buy a ticket for the game tonight, how much you pay? Standing room or a seat? Just a seat. whatever gets you in the door. Whatever gets you. Well, yeah, j- just get in the uh, door. Just get in the door. Four fifty in Cleveland. Uh, I'll say more than four fifty. Okay, yeah, it's six ninety nine. Okay. Oh, you went with the little uh, prices right game. Yeah, yeah. I should have said four fifty one. All right, <laughs> Friday. Friday, Friday night, prime time in Chicago. Oh, oh, uh, twelve hundred bucks. No, more than that. How much is twelve oh one? No, no, you can't do this. Super <laughs> Price is Right game. Bart- uh, I remember when it was the Steve Bartman year. My boss wanted to buy a ticket to Wrigley Field, and it was well over a thousand dollars. So for the World Series, yeah, but they added seats since then. Even doesn't matter. How much to sit on top of the roof deck of the restaurant? They something? haven't even been to the World Series in forty five years. Now, if you want to get standing room only. Well, the, if you want to get a seat, if you want to get your, your, your butt in a seat. At Wrigley? At Wrigley. For game three. For game three, the first game of the World Series for uh-huh. the Chicago Cubs, you're looking at $2,400. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Double, Josh. Double. Standing room only, you can get in for you can get in the door for 1700 Guys, But wow. you want a seat in section 539, <laughs> it's going to cost you 2400 I bet those old guys aren't going to be sitting there holding pictures of their dads in those games. And, 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 and that, too, is enough for me to root for the Cubs, right? That's awesome. Actually, but if those guys, nah. if those old guys are like season ticket holders, right, they can they still get them face at value. face value. Yeah. But, right, yeah. Guys, You're talking StubHub. If, if next year yeah, the StubHub. Orioles go to the World Series and StubHub is selling tickets for 2400 bucks, enjoy it. I'm staying at home and watching it on TV. Yeah, no doubt. I'll sell one of those games. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll go on the other one and cry. Yeah, if you give me two hundred bucks, I probably sell. Yikes! Maybe twenty bucks. Now you're just losing money. Net profit. Yeah, that's uh. Well, if you got the tickets and you're willing to sell it, I mean, they, you, they're looking at they could p- pay for their next few years worth of season ticket plans for selling one World right. Series ticket. That, that was the thing when we were gifted the, the Super Bowl tickets, and they were really, really valuable. And we could like, sure. yeah, and we needed the I thousands could, of dollars. I yeah, could, I think the face value the face value was enough to like pay my car payments for a few months <laughs> yeah so that's and that's and that's in the upper reserve i mean forget about it when you get into can you imagine like well, spending you ten thousand bucks for a ticket it's yeah crazy and you guys were at the super bowl sitting next to like paul mccartney and john travolta weren't you yeah, 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 yeah. the guys sitting no, to we our were, left we had a freaking super bowl ring yeah we were 50 yard line first row 
Yeah, that's crazy. We were we were great seats. We could see Beyonce shake her booty like no one else. Nice, nice. Yeah. I remember we we were in what uh, the head of the NFL PA's seats. Yeah, that's right. So, um, shout out to the former NFL head of NFL PA. He still is, isn't he? No, he is not. I is, think he's is, now like this. He's got a new title. I, I don't know. He works for ESPN now. Oh, interesting. He writes for the undefeated. We need to get him on the show at some point. Yeah, uh, anytime. Okay, I should have called him tonight. Anytime though. <laughs> no guest tonight. No, no guest tonight. Um, the problem with the, uh, here's what I hate about that StubHub pricing is that just means that someone put it on StubHub and said, "Yeah, I'll sell this for twenty four hundred." It doesn't mean it's, uh, it's actually selling. Like if we watch the game, no, maybe two people in that entire stadium actually paid that price. Most people paid the hundred and fifty dollar face value. Oh, but I think it shows like how. I mean, it's capitalism, right? It shows how much people are willing to pay. Sure. If people I, are only willing to pay five hundred, it'll be five hundred. Yes, well, and if, that's that's if, the if cheapest the you found on StubHub, right? That's the cheapest. There's a whole bunch. There's like a whole like seventeen hundred, and then it goes up from there. Yeah, yeah. For standard room only nineteen hundred, two thousand for standard room. Yeah, only. but that's most. Yeah, that's mostly because the people who have season tickets aren't going to sell them. Right. They want to like, be there. If you want to spend insane so amount, like, I'll put it on right, there. Here's here's my buyout price. Sure. And there's wealthy like Chicago's the third biggest city in the country. People were twenty four hundred five thousand dollars is chump change. If they want to go to the Cubs game, they'll pay it and go to the Cubs game. You just dropped that in there that they're the third biggest country. Yeah. Do, do you have like a list? Do you, you know, know all the? It's got to be the third biggest city in. Are America. you making that up? Like the third? New York, city? Los Angeles, Chicago. Is right? that a fact? I don't know. All right, but you said it with such confidence. Like just run. It's the third biggest. <laughs> I know it's the third biggest market. Right? It's got to be. All right. I'll look it up. Fill fill some time while I uh, do a little research here. I don't mind. It. I don't. I don't mind if I do. Do you want to uh, look at what the most expensive ticket and uh, for 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 the Cubs game is? Yeah, just no, because it, again, <laughs> it, no one's buying that. It's not Here a real go. thing. New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Philadelphia, San Francisco. This is based on population. So what? Chicago was number three. Yep, nice. two point seven million people live in Chicago. Nice. After New York and Los Angeles. Yes, sir. Look at you. I know my markets. Have you been to Ch- Chicago, Bert? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to the top of Sears Tower. Yeah? Uh, I was in high school. Did you propose to your wife on top of Sears Tower? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I haven't been there with Did you wife. almost drop your ring off the Sears, Sears Tower? I, I did. I know someone who did. Did you almost <laughs> get pulled out at security because you had a ring in your pocket and they wanted to you'd oh, have yeah, your so pockets in front of your the girl you're about to propose to? Awkward. Awkward. Though hey. they have, when you went there, they have, they have that new now, that glass box where you can walk out yeah, of the Sears Tower then. and like you're walking on air because the glass, little glass box. Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, oh, that was close. <laughs> right on the I would definitely do that. Um, yeah. Uh, did you, I, I might have asked you this already. Did you go to Wrigley while you were there? Yeah, yeah. Nice. We could, it, it was like September, uh, no, August, and we couldn't get seats right next to each other because they were a bad team. But they were still it's a small selling stadium. out. Yeah, Carlos and Brandon was pitching, so I had to buy for my wife and for my girlfriend at the time. We were sitting in different sections. I bought seats in different sections, and we were able to eventually find seats together. But yeah, I went to the Cubs game. It was yeah, it was very a very cool old stadium. You know, the seats up there on the rooftops. It's very, it's very cool. Very my cool brother place. went there for a Pearl Jam concert. Uh, that that had like rained it. It rained, had a thunderstorm, lightning storm where they had to clear the entire infield. So he was out on the field and, you know, thousands of people out on the infield all of a sudden had to go into the concourses because and they had to empty like the entire bowl Mm. and a concourse at Wrigley Field where it's just like there's nothing narrow hallways. Yeah, (laughs) it's not like a a state of the art stadium with a huge concourse. Um, 
That was a that was an interesting evening. Is it? It's Wrigley Field's now the oldest stadium, right, in baseball? Is it older than Fenway? Oh, I guess Fen- Fenway. Uh, I don't know. Fenway, I always think of like 1912, but I don't. We need to get an intern to look up these uh, these facts. Almost elections, what two weeks away, and then we get. A, he, he says he's coming back. He would be all over the stadium dates. He would probably tell us about looking it up. Just spat it out. Yeah, it is almost election day. He should be back soon. All right, you guys want? Why didn't we should have gotten him on the phone for like an election update? <laughs> That's true. Next week, maybe. Next week, you want to get? Yeah, let's get, get the intern on. Election not, updates. Not to talk sports, but see, let him give his political views. Especially in Maryland, we got some races in Maryland. I don't even know what's on the ticket. He can inform us, like I what's on no the ticket, uh, who we should be voting for. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll line that up. Yeah, that'll be good. I think that, that's good. Uh, oldest stadium is stock. Fenway Park, September twenty fifth, nineteen eleven. Followed by Wrigley Field in 1914. Do you know what number three is? I don't. Dodger Stadium. Tropicana Field. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Number four, Los Angeles Angel Stadium of Anaheim. Nice title. Number, what is this, five? Oco Coliseum. O.co. O.co. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Braves That's, are building a stadium, and how old is their stadium? Less than 20 years. <laughs> yeah, 1994, I think. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, boys. Can we can we transition here into a little Ravens talk? Bring it on. Speaking of old things that falling apart, yeah. <laughs> what? And we know, of course, they just lost to the Jets, which honestly I was shocked by. Like I was shocked because I thought, and I know there's a lot of naysayers before the game, but I thought, okay, the Jets' worst team in football, one in five, one in five. Geno Smith is starting, who is an absolute joke, yep. right? Fitzpatrick won the starting job in the season over Geno Smith because he's so terrible. He's a wash-up. Both of them are terrible. Gino, uh, Fitzpatrick has more interceptions than he does uh, completions. And we play him, and Geno Smith plays well. And then Geno Smith goes out, and Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in, and he plays well. And they, like, beat us. They, like, outplay us, and they beat us at, at the end of the game with the score. And it was really surprising because I didn't think we were. I knew we were not great, but I didn't think we were that bad. And it it makes me think of kind of the bigger picture here of kind of what is going on with this franchise. Like this is a put them up there with the Patriots. Put them up with the with the Steelers. Like every year, mark them in the books: nine, ten, or eleven wins every single year. Right. The well, past two years, like this is not like. The, this is like a franchise. Like, what's wrong with the franchise in, right now? Right. In, major injuries this year, but injuries is never an excuse because everyone goes through injuries. And we have injuries in the past, too. Right, exactly. So that's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This team is finding ways to lose the games. Uh, Joe did not have a single touchdown on Sunday. When you give Joe the ball down by eight with, like, three minutes left, you, you feel pretty confident. Yeah. Two weeks in a row, we've given him the ball at the end of the game to win it, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, this is going back to Ted March Broda era is the only time we've had back-to-back losing seasons, like when we first this became is, a franchise. This is the first time John Harbaugh has lost four in a row yeah. in Baltimore. Wow. Yeah. I mean, starting in 2008, when John Harbaugh got here, we were 11-5, made the playoffs. 9-7, and seven, made the playoffs. 12-4, and four, made the playoffs. 12-4, and four, made the playoffs. 10-6, and six, made the playoffs. 8-8, eight and eight, down here. Next year... Ten and six make the playoffs. Then the la- after this, after all those wins, right? A winning season, all those years. The last two years, last year five and eleven. This yep. year, three and four. Three and and four. we look like we're gonna win five games again. The way we're playing. Well, and we're, we're coming into the hard part of the schedule now. Yeah. We got the Steelers twice. We got the Patriots. 
Okay, uh, we get the Browns, but who knows if we can beat the Browns? We couldn't beat the one in five Jets. Yeah, Browns beat us last year. Now, and, we, and we beat the Steelers last year. I mean, those division games. And the Browns are going to be riding crazy. high from Cleveland Indians World Series championship. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a, there's a few things that, that I kind of took from this game. One, that the defense, it seems like they might be getting frustrated with the offense because they're trying to do things themselves. Two weeks ago, we had C.J. Mosley trying to get the touchdown instead of just diving on the ball. This week, we had Timmy Jernigan uh, trying to run with the ball instead of just following the ball. And, yeah, that was ridiculous. And uh, and then you've got John Harbaugh, who after that game was quoted as saying, uh, those are the kind of things that, that are costing us games that we have to stop. But specifically, I had it up here against Jernigan. Uh, where's his quote? He said, Timmy Jernigan got a little full of himself. That's not something good for a coach to say. <laughs> I think that shows Harbaugh's frustration with, with losing, but it also makes you wonder how the players feel about Harbaugh. Is there some is there some conflict going on in there? I think it's very disheartening to see two consecutive weeks in a row where the defense has a game-changing play. That they blow. It immediately coughs it right back up to right, they the don't, opponent. Don't even give the offense a chance to screw it up. No, no. With the C.J. Mosley the week before, uh, and and then what you just mentioned with Jernigan. Um, I, uh, I was on my way to Costco just listening to it on the radio on Sunday afternoon because I love Costco. I have trouble <laughs> giving up the game. That's very nice that you've been able to not watch. And, uh, and at that point, um, Mark Viviano was saying, Joe Flacco has just set the franchise record for most passes without an interception. Oh, and they, oh, yeah. and they and flashed it on TV, TV too. Yeah. Very next pla- pass was an interception. Yeah. And they threw another one like very, two passes yeah. later. Very next two passes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I mean, my concern is more from like, I can't believe what I'm seeing from an organizational standpoint and that this is like one of the best run franchises in the NFL. This is a franchise that, and everyone, and you want to blame people, right? Like you want to say, well, well um, again. Joe Flacco sucks Flacco, and he's overpaid. Yeah. A, Joe Flacco is overpaid, but there's anyone who signs a contract pretty much is overpaid. No, so and, fine. And everyone that's calling into 1057 this week saying, get rid of Joe Flacco, Joe F- there's not 32 good quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, but my point is all those years I just told you that we went to the playoffs from uh, 2008 when Harbaugh got here. Every single year was with Joe Flacco. Right. So right. don't tell me all of a sudden now we can't wait to play because of Joe Flacco. Right. And, people, and, and when he's overpaid because he got us a Super Bowl. Yeah. We had no choice. We're back paying. He basically. won the Super Bowl in a contract year. You know, he, he's going to get paid. Uh, and other people want to say, well, it's because John Harbaugh doesn't know how to manage the clock. And it's, again, true. I was watching the Redskins game on Sunday, and I'm thinking about converting to become a Redskins fan, by the way. Oh, get out FYI, of here. FYI, I'm thinking about it. Get out anyway, of here. Anyway, I saw Matt Stafford. Who's he, JLC? <laughs> I saw Matt Stafford literally with 56 seconds left on the clock go 80 yards and score a touchdown. Yeah. Joe Flacco takes 50 seconds to go 10 yards. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're terrible. And then takes management. a delay a game or, like, a <laughs> yeah. uh, false start or something. Yeah. Uh, and they'll call a timeout in the middle yeah. of the first quarter for no reason. Or call a timeout on a play that the clock was already stopped on. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day before a punt, last game for a punt, they called a timeout. Like, yeah. What are you doing? So, I'm thinking about converting to a Redskins fan. But my point is... I'm just kidding. I'm not converting to become a. That's her in-laws pressuring you. I'm not. I'm not going there. But anyway, 
that's nothing new. Like John Harbaugh has always had bad clock ma- management, and sure. we still won all those games. We've we've had injuries. People blame it on we have older players. We've had older players in the past. This is not, I mean, won the Super Bowl when Ray Lewis was sixty years old. This is all these excuses that people are laying out are problems we've had in the past as well. So my question is, like, what's how what has changed? Like, what's gone wrong? I. Uh... I I don't know. We don't. I mean, you say we always go through injuries. We've got some pretty major injuries. Our linebackers are really banged up. Like if another linebacker gets injured, who knows where the guy's coming from? You might you might be able to go play. Yeah. We've got some major injuries and some big names like Suggs, Doomerville, uh, Matt Elam. We got some big Steve Smith on the uh, offensive side. Uh, Matt Elam. <laughs> I mean, Mosley was out. Yeah, Mosley. Yeah. What about on the offensive line? Is it Ronnie, 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 Ronnie Stanley still out? Ronnie Stanley's still out. That's a big hurt. He played really well those first two weeks. I mean, with the outs- and now he's got a, some setback. We don't know if he'll be back after. I'm sorry, I, I don't buy that excuse though. Like, first of all, Doomerville is just as valuable being injured as he is on the field at this point in his career. I think. Yeah. Um, if you didn't think Suggs, if you thought Suggs would go the whole year without getting injured, then you're kidding yourself. Judon, I thought, played really well. Got a couple yeah, of sacks. Judon had a good game. So his, his first two career sacks. Yeah, f- filling in for Suggs. So I, I don't, again, like other guys step up. Except what you're missing, what you get from those guys is leadership. And and, and that leader, where that leadership comes into play is is smart football moves and helping to guide everyone else with reading the play that's about to come on so that Fitzpatrick doesn't look like Tom Brady in front of you. Now, is there any – this one I think may have a little bit of credence. I don't buy that argument of leadership either, but this one may have a little bit of credence. Joe Flacco's huge contract. He's overpaid. I get it. Everyone's overpaid. But is that preventing – I mean, you look at the at what someone like Seattle has been able to do with Russell Wilson – what we did with Joe Flacco's rookie contract is you're able to spend more money on other positions if you have a cat if you have a, a, a quarterback on that rookie salary, you're able to spend more money on other positions. Is this retiring so much on it much so much money to Joe Flacco and he's not taking a discount like our boy Tom Brady that we can't afford the other positions? Is that a possibility here? That we can't re sign the players we need to re sign because where, uh, I don't think so. Well, didn't Flacco do a restructure Flacco? at least? I'm sure there's been or, a restructure. Or extension, an extension that, I mean, uh, that lowered his Yeah, they, right, re, they restructured. The, like, but they, still, he's making a lot of money. Yeah, but we had Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Suggs. We had big money makers on the team in the past. Yeah. And you just re- do the restructure. Nada made a ton of money. No, we, you're right. I agree. And, and that's what they do. They just restructure. And, and like I feel like in the past, we would draft these linebackers – they would play for us, going all the way back to guys like Bart Scott and more recently like Jared Johnson, who would be good for us for a few years. And suck when they leave. Paul Kruger, yeah, and we would turn them into stars. And then they, Paul Kruger would sign with the Browns, and you never hear about but, him again. Bart Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And I feel like we're not producing those players anymore. Right. And I don't know if that's an Ozzie Newsome thing, if it's a, it's a coaching thing, if it's a just a bad luck thing. But we're just like, like good franchises – and Ravens for a long time was a great franchise, are able to kind of keep on winning, have one down right. season. And you look at the Ravens, like every five years they would have a down season. Next and, year, they're right back at it. And yeah. you got to look look at the Patriots. Tom Brady's making more money than Joe Flacco. Is he? I think so. I don't think he is. It's a good question for the intern. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's making a good amount of money. And it. no matter who they put in at quarterback, that team still wins. 
there's something about the coaching. Coaching is a big well, influence. Call, play calling is a big thing. We've yeah. seen we fired our offensive coordinator. Then last week we we had that the first week with uh Mortenweg. What did he do? He ran the ball a bunch with West. Now we get his second week as offensive coordinator. What's he do? He throws the ball like sixty times. He doesn't run the ball much. I don't know what happened. Like what? I don't know what his game plan is because week one he ran a bunch. Week two he threw a bunch. Week three, what's he? Do we finally get the balance after the bye week? Take this from a guy who hasn't watched the last two weeks' games, but is it possible that this coaching staff doesn't know how to coach the offense and the defense? the way it's set up for them. Well, Harbaugh Harbaugh is known before he came to Baltimore as a special teams coach. Yeah. Guess what the only thing that's doing good for the Ravens this year is special teams. Uh, Even that's not that great. But by by the way, as far as cap hit this year, because the salaries are are crazy with the signing bonuses and base salary. It's hard to make sense of it. But the cap hit for Joe Flacco this year is $22.5 million. For Tom Brady this year, the cap hit is $14 million. 14 million. Okay. Yeah. So the the best quarterback in the history of the NFL is making uh, less money than <laughs> because Joe he, Flacco. Because Tom Brady signed a two-year deal with a $28 million signing bonus. Yeah, he made it team friendly. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. $28 million signing bonus. How do I get that job? You know what Joe <laughs> Flacco signing bonus was? 25 million. All right. So it's how, it's how they structure these contracts. This is weird. Now Matt, last week you said no chance Harbaugh's on a hot seat. Do you still agree with that? Yeah, zero chance. And and if the Ravens, because uh, you know why? Why? Because biscotti. Uh, biscotti. <laughs> I love Bishotti. biscotti. You put it in coffee. It's delicious. Because biscotti is and 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 I personally met Steve Biscotti. Hashtag name drop. Was it wasn't he on a dirt bike when, when he I brought up? He brought up on a dirt bike yeah. when Josh introduced me. Uh, and I was like, "Who is this?" Oh, yeah, Joker? I met him too. Uh, yeah, I was there when he was there. You were on the. You were with us on the dirt bike. No, but the time you took me to Bashadi's house, he was on the dirt bike. No, but he was in the kitchen. He had his Packers, t- his Lambo ticket right. sitting there on the uh, kitchen island. All right. And he looked. Right. Kind, he kind I've of, introduced you both. He looked a little. It looked kind of like a bum when he rolled up in that dirt bike. By the way, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, he's got more money than 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 I do. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, he's not an idiot. And I think the, the, the best example I can think of is Mike Tomlin, where they've had some down years, but you stuck with your coach. Right. And in the long run, I think that benefits a franchise. What you don't want, and you see this, all the teams going through this, this coaching carousel. Right. Let's bring in a new guy every two years. Uh, I think you – I mean, the problem I don't think is, is John Harbaugh. If you want to bring May- in someone to manage the clock because you think that's an issue, fine. But I think overall, as far as management style, I, I think John Harbaugh. See, a good I, I, so I, 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 question, John Harbaugh. I question that, and I somewhat disagree. Okay, well, I'll, I'll throw out so. John Harbaugh's record and compare it to anyone. If he That's was fine, if he was yeah, fired, but what have you done for me no, lately? No, he's he's know, about to turn his second. If he was fired, season. Twenty teams. <laughs> if he was fired today, twenty teams would line up begging sure, to have John Harbaugh sure. coach you know, their football team. You know what you're team. describing, Brian Billick. No, he lost. He lost the team, and that's the concern. Is oh, is he hasn't John lost Harbaugh, anybody. Is he losing no, the clubhouse? No, because he just said Timmy Jernigan was full of himself, and that's why. Is that your evidence of him losing the team? John Harbaugh fired everyone or got rid of everyone who has any type of strong personality, like your Ed Reeds. So he has no one to stand uh, up to him, who, and so now John, who's going to stand up to John Harbaugh? Nobody. And he if, runs things. It's a bunch of weak personalities. Is Joe Flacco going to say, I'm not with you anymore, John? No. Joe Flacco's going to sit in the corner with his thumb in his mouth and not do anything because that's who Joe no, Flacco is. No, Joe's going to go and whine behind Harbaugh's back just like he whined behind the, off the offensive coordinator's back. 
They all complain. They get the coordinator fired. And you think someone's wh- is whining about John Harbaugh? I think. I think. If I would the get team, rid of Joe Flacco before I got rid of John Harbaugh. If the team keeps losing, and he st- and he goes up on the press conference after the games and names players and says, "Timmy, this game cost us because of Timmy Jernigan." That's how you lose the clubhouse as a coach. When you do, when you say for calling a player out, okay, yeah, when you call a player out for making a, a tough decision because he because he picked up the ball basically in the end zone versus not holding yourself accountable for when you're making bad calls when you suck at clock management. Yes, you're going to lose the clubhouse if okay. you blame players constantly. You're going to lose the clubhouse. We've lost four in a row. Everyone's testy. If we keep losing. It, you can lose the clubhouse that way. Listen to what you're saying, Josh, though. We've lost four in a row. Everyone's testy. So we're going to fire a guy who's won the no. playoff six times out of the past nine years and a Super Bowl winning coach. We're going to fire him because the last four games and, he, and things are getting a little testy. We're going to fire him. The, the NFL has, a, has tons of Super Bowl winning coaches who are garbage now. Right. It's the, the, you think John Harbaugh's garbage? No, I'm not saying he's garbage, but you can't say just because he won one Super right. Bowl, teams are knocking How down the door to How about going to the playoffs six out of nine years? That's going to playoffs five straight years? But what have you done most lately? That's great. That was almost ten years ago. And if the players aren't respecting you, if the way you're coaching is not working for these young guys, you're gone. Based what? on the past two seasons, this team's gone down the toilet for the last two years. But what evidence do we have that the players aren't playing for him? That the oh, I don't know. If that's, that's just one possibility. Ball. Josh, before, five minutes ago, was saying this is an injury thing. Uh, now, all of a sudden, no, saying No, I'm saying the, you've got to be concerned. Well, be concerned? Yeah, of course you're concerned. But you don't fire a guy because he has two bad years after he's gone to the playoffs. Uh, what? Six out of seven years? Matt, Matt, we're, we were 5-11 and 11 last year. Yeah. Riddled by injuries, but yet we even still Joe Flacco by, was exactly. out. We had Ryan Mallett as who a quarterback. beat the Steelers out of nowhere, which <laughs> should have never happened. <laughs> when your player because they still went to the playoffs anyway, the stupid Steelers. Yeah, that when, back door. when your player has to come out and give a quote like everything I've ever done was to try to help this team, and that's just what it is in response to what the head coach says. That's the start of a problem. I think you're reading way too much into this. I mean. Look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Did you see his comments after after the Jets game? He says, the owner does not believe in me. The coach does not believe in me. Yeah. The offense coordinator does not believe in but me. But that's all true. They just benched him. But I believe in myself. That's enough. But 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 that's, that's a guy who knows the coach doesn't have his back. I don't think right. the Ravens are at that point. Right. Yet. No, but but losing gets you to that point. And we lost sure, four no one in likes a row. To lose. We've never lost four in a row under Harbaugh. We don't know yet how Which Harbaugh... Is we don't know yet how Harbaugh responds to losing. Yeah, I mean... Is Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick is going to get the start this Sunday because Geno, Geno Smith, Smith is out now for out for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now what's going to happen is they're going up against the Browns. Watch the Browns get their first win because Ryan oh. Fitzpatrick stinks, he does. and he looked good against the Ravens because the Ravens stink. Yeah, That's my prediction. I'm not going to watch it. I, I got do Costco think, or something. Bert, do you think it's fair that John Harbaugh's on the hot seat at this point? Um, Not at this point, but talk to me in three weeks. Okay. Again, he's not on now. I'm saying we're heading that way. Uh, because it, we have the bye week this week, but in two weeks we play the Steelers and the Browns twice in a matter of five days. Uh, we could be in first place or tied for first place. Because uh, our division right now is hot garbage. Yeah, they're all terrible. Right, right. But I mean, it still doesn't make me feel good. I mean, we could win the division with a 9-7 and seven record or something stupid like that, and 
you have no hope. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. Why not? It. I mean, we were we were ten and six, because, and Matt, we were bad look, we're last time in the Super AFC. Bowl. Doesn't matter. Did you? We saw Joe Flacco when he got in the playoffs, got hot, and yeah, we beat just, teams that were better than us. Yeah, you just, just got to get, get in. The show. Just got to get in. And the, that's where the question comes to. We've seen not with this team. With John, we've seen John Harbaugh turn stuff around before. We've got a bye week now. So he's got this extra time. Let's see how he uses it. How can he turn? Can he turn this team around? How can a coach go from being Super Bowl winning, going to the playoffs every year, like being a good coach? Everyone agrees, and then all of a sudden, within a year, he he sucks. Different players. He's, there's a lot of young guys on the team. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, I know. But players. He's, he's not an old guy. He hasn't lost touch with the team. I don't. You want you want to take Billick back? Billick was winning a bunch of games. Oh, I would love to have Billick. I know. I'd love to have Billick back too. That's a bad example. <laughs> yeah. But, but Billick would never coach again, not because he can't get a job, but because he's making a lot of money and just sitting at home. and A just lot come, less work. And yeah, and, and, and a lot less work, exactly. He right. can go, still go to home and uh, be with his family at night. He's living the dream. <laughs> yeah, I've, I am perfectly happy with my decision to not watch these last two games. Though. Yeah. I, I, my Sunday afternoons have been fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to a Sunday off <laughs> to, to not watching the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I was just now thinking I would really like to watch the Ravens game this Sunday. But shoot, they're on a bye. I guess, <laughs> I guess I can't. Yeah, and the, and when they come off, it's the Steelers, right? So that 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 should be a fun game. Yeah, it's it's Steelers I on hope, Sunday, and then Browns on Thursday. I hope Big Ben's back. I like playing Big Ben. I like I like to knock him down. Because who's their back? Jarvis Landry is that Jarvis his name? Landry? Yeah. Well, I want Ben back because we do a whole lot better against Ben than any backup. Whenever yeah, the Steelers true. have a backup, they beat us. Somehow. I'm hoping Charlie Batch comes out of retirement and plays for the Steelers. Yeah, and then and he'll Dennis beat us. Dixon. Dennis Dixon. What a name. Yeah. Bad times, bad times for the Ravens fans right now, and I'm uh, not participating. But but we'll be interested <laughs> to see because Josh is right. Like this could this could go south pretty fast. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So so we got a lot of see. tough games coming up. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins, who are like all of a sudden playing out of their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Beating beating the the Steelers and beating the Bills. That's why it's a really the NFL is a funny league. You'll think a, a team is hot garbage one week. Then, then like the next week or the next two or three weeks, all of a sudden they look like un- they're an unstoppable team. It's just a funny league. Remember, we won the first three. We said, hey, we got a real team this year. Yep. Yeah. This is going to be a fun I year. I was wearing my Ed Reed jersey every game for those first three games because I was like, oh, I got a lucky jersey this year. And, and then, then I wore it when we lost to the Oakland Raiders, and I said, forget it, and I haven't worn it since. But even the Oakland Raiders, I don't think they've lost since Oakland then. Waiters. Oakland Waiters. Oakland Waiters are pretty the, good. Oakland Waiters are pretty good. <laughs> Mowage. They're uh, Ooh, well, they're in first place in the AFC. Yeah, five and two. Yeah. So so some of those teams actually turn out to be. Sometimes at the beginning of the season, you don't know how good these teams right, are. You go off tradition. Uh, well, look at this. Uh, I mean, we got the the Steelers and Browns. We talked about that those two weeks. Uh, Browns are certainly winnable. Steelers, fifty fifty. The steel. The, the next, next the next five maybe six games, I would put down as losses. Yeah. Cowboys are ridiculous. Bengals always beat us. Yep. Even when they're terrible, they beat us. Yep. Dolphins. Are looking unstoppable. Patriots, yep. no chance we beat the Patriots yep. at Foxborough. Forget it. Yep. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, better than us. Yeah, they're playing well. <laughs> I mean, at, at their their team at home, they're great. On the road, they've been crappy. Yeah. So, so maybe we have a chance. Steelers and Bengals, and that ends the season. We might not win another game except for the Browns. <laughs> and if that happens, by all means, Harbaugh's got a problem on his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, he's gone. Listen, he's gone. If we, if we go thirteen and three, he's gone. Correct me. Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. Three and thirteen. Correct sorry. me if I'm wrong. I remember after the eight and eight season where Bashadi goes out there and does his little State of the Union address, and he says, "Look, we understand down seasons have now happened now and then, 
but we're not going to tolerate this on a regular basis. Right. I, I am. Am I dreaming? No, no, no. Does that that ring a bell? Does that, that happen? That yeah. was the eight and eight season. The next season we come back, we go to the playoffs. Go yes. like twelve and four or right nine and seven. Even I don't even know what it was. But, but that's what we always do. We have an average season, and then we bounce back with a strong season. Last year was crap. Yes, crap. Five and eleven. Are you are you kidding me? That's but, that's that's uh that's Detroit Lions numbers. But I mean, but let's not rewrite history. Remember, we said we're throwing that year out because Flacco, Smith, Suggs, everyone got hurt. Sure. But what happens if we're five and eleven or worse this year? Now back to back years where you can count up our wins on one hand. Well, because we threw last year's schedule record out, this is really our first crappy season. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, let, let, let's get a little optimism and let's get a little or- Orioles talk. I I saw, I saw my my favorite tweet so far of the off season, where someone I should have retweeted this, but I didn't want to get nasty with it. But someone said. Uh, an Orioles fan tweeted out there, looking at the 2017 free agent list for outfielders. Right. No one good for the Orioles. Orioles are going to suck next year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like all we all we needed was an outfielder. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. And 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 like, okay, I'm just getting ready because every off season you hear the entire year all the way up to opening day, the Orioles will suck. Then they're always good. So okay, let's just that was the first one of the off season. Bring them on. I know everybody. You don't have to tell me. The Orioles will be terrible, okay? And then we'll go watch them play meaningful baseball in September. But you can tell me all through the offseason how terrible they're going to be. I'll take it. I'm going to throw out some names and some contracts. I want you to tell me if you think they're overpaid, underpaid, or just right on. Chris Davis. Uh, he's set. Well, you guys, I mean, the whole contract with right, 160 right. million. But next year, we're just talking. Let's take it year by year. So next year, he's set to make twenty-three million dollars. That's more than 2016 was. We've got a hundred. We've got one hundred and thirty-eight million left on his contract. Yeah. So twenty-three million next year. Would you call that uh, overpaid, underpaid, right on? I'm gonna go with right on. Because I think he did a fine job living up to his contract this year. He's it, it could have been better, but he's still top three first baseman in the right. American League. I mean, he's gonna get the Gold Glove. Adam Jones this year is gonna make sixteen point uh, three million dollars. Sixteen point three million dollars. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say slightly overpaid. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 tough because I keep expecting him to take a little step back. I, and I feel yeah, he like has taken he, a step back. He every took a year. slight step back this year. Next year, we know he'll probably take at least a slight step back. Every year has been a slight, slight, slight. Right. Slight, slight, slight. Yeah. At I mean, some point, it's going to be nowhere near what he used to be. I mean, that's fair. But I mean, it's worth noting that he signed uh, in 2013. He signed a six-year, 85 million dollar deal, which I think if you look at from He's 13 to now, to yes, it was. It's a sure. good deal for the Orioles. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, where and I think that's notable because you never see good deals for teams. That's usually good for the player. Like Chris Davis, say what you want, that's a better deal for Chris Davis than it is for the Orioles. Yes, I think that's you. It's usually the case, um, but it's not the case with with Adam Jones. Uh, Darren O'Day. This is an interesting one, right? Like Darren O'Day next year is set to make seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. Seven million dollars for a what is he now? A seventh inning guy? Yeah. A middle reliever. It all that's what you become if, a middle reliever. If he can stay healthy, that's the thing. Then yes, he's right on the money. 
I would say I would I would agree with Josh. He, the the biggest thing that makes this a waste of money is if he can't stay healthy. Otherwise, your your back then bullpen guys are the, where the money needs to right. be these the, days. The only in thing, the state of Major League Baseball in 2016, 2017, that's where you got to invest your money if you want to win a ball game late. Right. The only, and if he's healthy, he's uh, unhittable. Yeah, and the only disappointment this year with him was health. Obato uh, Jimenez. Ugh. How much for next year? Seventeen and a half million dollars. Overpaid. Overpaid. Right. He might no be doubt. a bullpen guy. He might be a cut guy. You never know what you're going to get. Giovanni Gallardo, $11 million. Uh, that's not bad. For a starter? That's I mean, not too bad. I'm okay with that. Fifth, that if he's your fifth guy, I'm yeah. all right with $11 million. I don't know. What's the average? The, Gallardo, Gallardo, uh, the fact that Gallardo and Jimenez are, are – in our top four highest paid guys in the team next year? Is that are you going by order here? No, I'm not going by order. Oh, okay. I mean, but there's still gotta be up there, I would think, and that that's yeah, that's I mean, disgraceful. JJ Hardy's up there too. JJ Hardy's set next year to make fourteen million dollars. Okay. Well but, if he plays every game, he's worth it. Yeah, he's worth that. Hardy's worth that totally. Fourteen million dollars? Yeah. I don't know. What's yeah. it, what are shortstops make uh, in the American League? He, impro- he, impro- he improved this year. Yeah. He played I, great. And that's another You're one paying for his defense. Yeah, and that's the one it's not fair to look at what he's making this year. I mean over the course of the contract, he's been really good for us. Correct. Um, and this is the last year of his contract. A lot of guys after this year coming off the book. Pe- people want to say, oh, we can't sign Manny Machado. We'll never be able to afford him. We got a lot of money coming off the books next year. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Gallardo coming off the books. Uh, Ubaldo maybe Jimenez. We, we do have an option for Yeah, we're not. He's, he's, he's not getting the option. <laughs> it's only, maybe if he gets 23 wins next well, year. What's his option? Thir- 13 million yeah, option. He's not getting the 13 it. million option. Or a two million buyout. Yeah, you're, you're paying the two million dollars. That's a pretty. That's a pretty nice deal for the buyout. Here, two million dollars to go away. Yeah, yeah. That's that's nice. Um, so Hardy's coming off. His fourteen million's coming off. He's got Giovanni. a call option. Yeah. Again, he's not getting Four, it. Fourteen million or not, two million buyout. He's getting the buyout. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Gardo is coming off the book. Uh, Wade Miley making nope. eighteen eight point seven five million. Another club option. He's his, coming his off club the book. option is twelve. Or, so, or a half million buyout. That guy got screwed with the buyout. Yeah, he needs a better agent. Well, no, the, you know, you know what his key is. He signed the deal not with the Orioles, but ooh, with, yeah. the, with the Mariners. Yeah, that's you're smart because Daniel Kelly get ripped off. Yep. So I mean that that's there, just there's, there's Jimenez, that Hardy, Gallardo, Miley. What are you talking about? Hansu Kim. Hansu Kim. Yep, is four point seven five goes away next year. Yeah, but the Jimenez, Hardy, Gallardo, Miley. That's all guys you won't resign. All guys that I think you can really replace for less than that, and all guys that are coming off the books. And that, that's a lot of money, so it's going to free up. But next year... You got some big guys with arbitration. Next year, we're going to have some money issues here. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Tillman projected to make $10 million. Ron Flaherty, they're going to have an interesting decision with him. Uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with Ron Flaherty. Uh, What's he projected? 1.7. What, what did he make this year? 1.2, right? Yeah, it sounds about right. So I think he's getting like half a million. Yeah, I don't see how, though, you can justify... You're going to be tight on cash. How can you justify $1.7 million to a platoon infielder that could be replaced by, I don't know, Paul Yanish making fi- making $25,000, making $500,000? Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't know how you can justify that. Uh, so we'll be interested to see. Yeah, all these arbitration – I mean, you have all these young players like Ryan Flaherty, Zach Britton, Chris Tillman. See, Zach Britton's the big guy. Who all are kind of, kind of come up at similar times right. and now – um, they're, they're, they're due big, big money. And the problem with the Orioles, and this is where maybe a team like the Cubs has the advantage. The reason the Cubs are able to sign guys like John Lester and guy and other big and guys like Jason Hayward and big names is because you have Chris Bryant on the team making nothing. Right. 
You have uh, Jorge Salar making nothing. Addison Russell making nothing. We don't have guys in our team anymore making nothing. Those right. guys used to be Manny Machado and Jonathan Scope, but now they're making a lot of money through arbitration. We need right. rookies to come up. Trey like Mancini. Your, your Trey Mancini's or your Chance Cisco's or your who else? Uh, Christian Walker's. We just don't have high-quality guys making cr- no money. So right. we got to pay everybody a lot of money. It's- I saw a tweet today. Somebody had tweeted that the Cubs – Top six prospects in 2014, two years ago. Okay. Four out of the six are major contributors to this uh, World Series team right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, including Chris Bryant uh, and Druzy, something like that. Yeah. Um, in comparison, the Orioles' top six prospects in 2014 – Dylan Bundy is the Dylan only Bundy. one that has even sniffed the majors. Yeah, because sure, like Hunter Harvey was up there. Yeah, Cisco's probably not listed still in 2014. That's probably he probably was on there, but him. he's not in the majors. No, he's not. So, uh, yeah, just so, a different uh, showing where their franchise was. Are you telling me that as, as far as their farm system, saying, yeah. preparing them for the majors? You're saying we're a couple years away. You're telling me the Cubs had a better farm system than the I Orioles? Know. Can you believe that? Ago? What? It's, it's wild. Just wait a, cause it's the a Cubs, wild allegation. Because the Cubs tanked for a few years. Wait till we start tanking. Yeah, right. Um, we tanked a long time. <laughs> Not 104 years. And that's how we got Manny Machado. And that's hey. how we got Matt Wieters. And that's how we got Kevin Gossman. Yeah. See? For a couple good years till some other team fleeces them. Absolutely. So <laughs> have, have we, I, did we talk last week about Matt Wieters and that, what you do? That's a real tough decision. It's, yeah. Right. Because I think the quality the – quality, the qualifying offer is a lot. What is it? Seventeen, something right? like that. Seventeen million, yep. which is more than you'd want to spend on uh, on Matt Weeders. However, you've got no depth there. Yeah. So it's. I mean, when you, when you sign a guy like Nelson Cruz for eight million, right? Free agent, eight million. Yeah. How can you justify spending seventeen? Like this is insane. Like, there's no way. Like, Matt Wieters is not worth a one-year deal for $17 million. Right. There's zero way. Right. Zero chance. So how can you justify spending all that money on, on, on him? I mean, the argument is, and it's a fair argument, Caleb Joseph is not ready to start. Or you, you, no, you, no, you, you don't, don't know. Don't want, no, 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 Well, no. you don't know because he had two years ago. He was pretty good. Last year, um, how many RBI he ended up with? Zippy. <laughs> So you have that. Right. And, the and, same number as me. And we, and I guess there is still maybe Dan Duquette and Buck Showalter has a better, have a better idea. But we really don't know where Chancisco at, is at. I think he's 21 years old. So maybe he's not quite ready. So to have a one-year bridge to find out is Caleb Joseph good, to find out is Chancisco good enough defensively to, pay, to be your catcher, that idea sounds really intriguing. But the idea of paying him $17 million dollars I don't know, guys. That's a lot of money for a, a mediocre catcher. And the argument is, and honestly, so then you offer the you offer the contract, and does he take it or not? And you kind of hope he doesn't take it. Which is what we isn't that what we thought last year? Yeah. So like you, you almost feel like you offer him the contract, and then like you have to like bash him on social media, have Buck come out there and talk trash about Weeders, change the locks to the facility, so when he tries to come and use the facility, he can't use it. So he hates the franchise so right. much. Potholes all around his that's car. That's right, that he turns down the the the, uh, the the contract and goes to Atlanta with Nick Markakis. Right, and, and that's got to be the, the – if you give a qualifying offer, I think we learned our lesson last year. If you give a qualifying offer, you expect the guy to take it. Yeah, It's the way you have to do it. There's so much money now, $17 million. Right. If I'm Matt Wieters, though, why would I turn down $17 million? Because only if you think you can get a three-year, uh, 
60 million. But why why would I do that if I think I can get it next year? Right. Well, that's the that's the always counting on yourself. Yeah. Cuz uh, I, I don't he had a good year, but not a great year. I don't think he's going to get 360. I don't think he's going to make 17 million dollars a year no matter where he signs. Right. Right, right. But if he can guarantee It'll be something like 4 and 40. Right. But if he can guarantee 440, 340, not 440, 440 is 10 a year. Yeah. But if he can guarantee like a 340, then over, you're looking at over the sc- whole scope. I have forty million, but you would think you could play seventeen, and then you could get a, the uh, same get contract. a two twenty five deal and still make more. Yeah, or even I mean, he's not or, or go one more year and then sign the three the, the three or four year deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's at the point where he can still do that. Like Mark, like, Mark Trumba, I think needs once a multi year deal because this might be his last. Right, one. I don't think Weeder's knees are at a point where this is, he's going out needs his final deal. You're right. Yeah, so that's why I think if I'm Matt Weeder's, I would sign one more one year deal. If the Orioles will offer it. Yeah, and, and he's not going to be any worse than he was last year, I don't think. Like, that's his... I think he'll be the same type of guy. Yeah, he's be back, similar. He's healthy now. Yeah. The uh, the Indians just stole uh, a base from the Cubs. So, for every stolen base in the World Series, you get free tacos at Taco Bell. Is that is that true? Yeah, so we get a free uh, Doritos Locos taco T- tomorrow. I wonder if that Bell. applies tonight on my way home. I think it applies tomorrow, according to the uh, t- Taco Bell Twitter. Do you know when the last time I, was, I went to Taco Bell? Yesterday. No, when we went to spring training and we really? stopped at Taco Bell for breakfast. <laughs> for breakfast, yeah. That yeah. was the last time I went to Taco Bell. That was the bomb. And probably the only time in the past five years. What else we got? Well, I mean, we, that's, we, there's lots of players to talk about in the, in the coming years and, and decisions to make with Zach Britton. You don't trade Zach Britton, right? You pay for that money in the in the deep. Last, you just hopefully use them better. Yeah, last week I said you should trade him if you don't know how to use them. Now I was being like somewhat sarcastic. Like you don't want to trade Zach Britton. I mean, you see the the benefit of having a guy like that, like Andrew Miller is doing for 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 Cleveland. I just want him to to use him right. If you use him right, like he's one of the most valuable pieces on your team. So you would pay him like I wouldn't even think twice about paying him eleven and a half million dollars because he's one of the most valuable pieces of your team. Uh, when you want to talk about guys to trade, I'll be more likely to trade a guy like Brad Brock. Yeah, a guy that that has potential that could be that ninth inning guy. Yeah, that some another team would really value. But you have Michael Givens, you have Darren O'Day, you I have like, other guys. I like, I like me Michael Givens. That's my that's my guy in the bullpen, <laughs> Michael Givens. I like me Mikey Givens. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my guy. That, that's that might be my next jersey purchase. But I, 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 I once Under Armour comes to town. But I, but that's like getting cute when you start trading like Brad Brock, who's a good bullpen arm, for, for what, like what are you trading him for? Like you're starting to get cute, and I don't. Dan Duquette really doesn't get cute like that. No. So I, I don't see any trades this offseason. He's going to try really hard um, to trade Giovanni Gallardo or Wade Miley. Not going to happen. Luck. You, you, right. You're not going to get rid of him or or, or about Jimenez. Um, but again, those guys aren't bad if you're counting on them as the fourth and fifth guys. If they play like they did in September, they're not bad. Right. Um, and they're going to try to bring back Trumbo, right? Don't you think it feels like Trumbo kind of fit this organization and what they're doing? I don't see how it, I don't see how they they can afford him though. You because you think he's go he wants a long term deal. And he doesn't want a, a two year twenty million. No, he doesn't. He's not going to take a two year twenty million. If he would take that, he would take the qualifying offer for 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 one year, right? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, that's true. When one year seventeen million, the best two year he's going to make more than is, three million. He's going to be at least thirty million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's not. So you're going to offer the qualifying offer. I guess you won't take it. This could be a good opportunity to stock up some draft picks. There's no one that we're going to sign that's going to warrant a draft there's, pick. There's no. Unless we sign Jose Batista. <laughs> if, if we sign Jose Batista, 
That how hilarious would that be? That would be so I funny. I would not know how to handle that. I would laugh really, really hard for a long time. I wouldn't be happy with that. We need, we need on the downside. We need an outfit on a DH. Yeah, but he's not. He's not going to be any good anymore. He's how old we, is he? We have forty five. We have a rookie DH. <laughs> same age as Mark Trumbo. <laughs> we have a rookie DH. Besides, all that would take is then everyone would take Batista's like rookie card when he's an Oriole, and that'd be flooded with social media for a day. Um, with everyone thinking they're smart and they're the only ones that know that Batista used to be an Oriole. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, the Mariners signed Trumbo for some big deal after they traded him to us for Steve Clevenger? Yeah. I, I mean, they took... Uh, uh, they, they signed Cruz. Cruz, yeah. They Nelson Cruz that after Cruz. that year. Same after type player. 40 home runs yep. for us. Yeah, no, I don't see how we can assign I can't. any Mark Trumbo. And I don't see how we can... Re- like, you need to replace Mark Trumbo with Trey Manzini. Right, exactly. You, you need to save that money. I can't see us... I really can't see us signing anyone this offseason. No one significant. Name, no significant... If we're your name McClouths, right? If <laughs> you're 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 Steve, uh, not Steve Clevenger, uh, uh, Steve Pierce, Steve maybe Pierce, Steve yeah. Lombardozzi. Though I've I've seen enough of Steve Pierce in my life. So yeah, me too. I, but I'm I don't. Done think, with Steve but Pierce. I don't think Buck has. Um, <laughs> just How do like you Nolan Ryan. <laughs> well, because Buck wanted him back. I mean, Buck Buck wanted him at the beginning of the season, and then found a way to get him in August. You think Nolan, Nolan Ryan was a lock to return next year? No, <laughs> he's not done trolling the Oriole fans yet. <laughs> I think. He's not coming. He's not leaving yeah. the team unless we. We need to. If he's resigned, we need to like start a riot and like just attack attack the yards, get him out of there, and like 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 fan fest. It's gonna turn real ugly, but fan, like you want fan fest to be Rymold fest. But like the whole like burn witches, we're just gonna have to change it to burn Rymold and just Can find just, him and hunt him down. I'm sorry. What if we just rename the team and instead of the Orioles, we're the Rymolds, and he yeah. can be our mascot? Yeah, I feel he's just tortured us for so many years. Give us a break, and well, I feel I, like I feel like we've always had that type of guy—the Rymel, the Pierce, the Luke Scott, <laughs> the guy who's like shouldn't really be on the team, yeah. but he's there. The um, Jeffrey Hammonds, oh yeah. yeah, had all the tools to be successful. That's like Nolan Rymel for two weeks. He had like six home runs. This guy has all the tools <laughs> right. to be awesome. He's fast. All the tools. He's got power. Jeffrey Hammonds, give me a break. Do you think there's any chance we finally get this deal done with Manny Machado this offseason? I think if you do nothing but sign Manny Machado, that, I mean that's a huge success if you get that done. Best offseason ever. Yeah, high five. <laughs> though, though, be careful because look at the Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Angels of, Han- of Anaheim. They have the best player in baseball. Their team sucks. Yeah. So you, you can't just sign the best player in baseball and think you're good. Like you got to build around them. But certainly, signing Manny Machado would be huge, huge, huge. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> he did it really to a certain extent with that great arm of his. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. I was going to vote for Donald Trump for that comment. After watching Joe Flacco the past two weeks, I'm now not going to vote for Donald Trump because of that comment. Good evening. You going to vote for this president? It's a hot night and you all want to get to the baseball. So as soon as I throw this sucker, grab a drink, enjoy the game. Best of luck to both teams. Scratch that. We're at Camden Yards. Go Orioles!
it's time for another installment of Baltimore Sports in Popular Culture. That's true. We uh, we had one of our own Baltimore Orioles featured on the Cartoon Network this week. Matt, are you familiar with the cartoon Uncle Grandpa? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I only know about it because of my seven-year-old daughter, but apparently, Josh, your two-year-old daughter is also into it. <laughs> yeah, Camden and I, we like to lay out on the hammock out on the deck and we watch Uncle Grandpa. He's uh, he's everybody's uncle the and only, everybody's grandpa. The only Cartoon Network guy show I know is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Is that still a show yeah. that happens? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Cartoon Network. And all I knew is my daughter saying, I want to watch Uncle Grandpa. Put on Uncle Grandpa. I'm like, what? Uncle Grandpa? This is the intro from... Uh, yeah. Oh, were you going to play the intro too? Oh, that's oh. one intro. I got the one from this past Saturday. All right. What the... <laughs> this was the intro from this past Saturday's episode, this which was baseball centric. Yeah, every day is hot dog day. I don't even see the video, but the audio is worth worth. Uh, you could uh, I like the show already. Do a Google image search for Uncle Grandpa. Is this a guy who wears like a little All pinwheel right. hat? I'm on it. Rainbow suspenders has a big handlebar mustache. Um, oh, am I switching my switch inputs cords? Here? I'm, I just want to make sure we're recording you properly. Gotcha. I'll do that thing one more time. It's only 10 seconds. Every day is hot dog day. It's just that good. It's, so, it's, it's very weird show. Yeah, and he definitely talks like that. Every day is hot dog day. Yeah. What's his name? Uncle what? Uncle, Uncle Grandpa. Grandpa. He's, he's everybody's oh, uncle he, and grandpa. He's, he's an he's uncle he's a little, yeah, and he, a grandpa? Yeah, he's this old guy. He like busts into the little kids' bedrooms. It's a, <laughs> on paper, it sounds really creepy. Oh, he's not that old. I thought he'd be older. Yeah, and he's got his uh, his belly bag. Yeah, he wears a, he, a he fanny pack. He wears a fanny pack that talks, and it's called belly bag. This is really <laughs> weird. He's, his, his friends are Gus, who's like a big lizard swamp guy. Yeah. And then he's got a friend who is the flying realistic. Tiger? Ti- uh, tiger, but there's another word in there. Is that is that a rainbow coming out of his butt? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a jet pack that poofs out of his butt with rainbow farts. And this is for kids. It's for Camden it, loves it. It's certainly the quality of a cartoon that certainly a major league baseball player would be willing to lend their voice and, and likeness to. It's like Ren and Stimpy. Oh, it was a straight up deal with like major league baseball. Yeah, they had multiple players. Oh well, my this, gosh! This was what was happening. There was a baseball team going on. They they were called the uh, the bees, and they were terrible. And they lose to a team that's called the Winners, and the Winners are rubbing in their face and everything, and they think they're terrible. Okay, maybe we should just quit. Uncle Grandpa coming out of a corn patch? Well, that came out of left field. Actually, that came out of right field. <laughs> that that's pretty much how every the level of every joke in the show. So these are these are the guys who were actually featured in the uh, episode. I don't know much about baseball, but I know some people that do. If you call them, they will come. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Introducing Major League Baseball All-Star Pitcher, Chris Archer. What's up, team? All-Star Center Fielder, Adam Jones. How y'all doing? All-Star Second Baseman, Jose Altuve. Happy to be here. Saw Young Award winner, David Price. Good morning, Coach Grandpa. And the powerhouse pitcher that his fans call for, Noah Syndergaard. I'm guessing you want me to sign that. Those are all their actual voices. And they had like the major league 
logos like Matt's got the picture pulled up. The actual Orioles logo and the Rays logos like this is officially licensed stuff. Um, so they do this whole thing where they uh, there. Josh is holding up the camera up there. Yeah, I got the I got the players coming in on the camera, especially for the live feed. Uh, I don't know what's going on with this one. Let's see. They they Adam Jones and Chris Archer. They're gonna teach him. They use chakra or like ancient arts <laughs> to win baseball. Big leaguers will train you to beat those trash-talking troublemakers. I can't wait to get big and strong like my baseball heroes. Actually, Jake, baseball is a game that's only 10% physical. The other 90%, it's all mental. That's right, which is why we use an Eastern-style approach to this sport. You can definitely recognize Adam Jones' voice. Yeah, in yeah. Um, I got one more here with Adam Jones. I don't know what he's saying here. It's easy now that you've helped us find our zen. Remember to keep those chakras aligned at the plate. <laughs> like I, I felt like, like watching it. I felt like these players just like called in and like did a voicemail. And, and they got David Price. Yeah, no, they <laughs> got they got legit players. Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> I just don't know. Is this going to make the best ball club? They have three starting pitchers, an outfielder, yeah. an infielder. Like is this is gonna be the best, but the they, best team? They don't actually play. They just train the losers. Ah. They bring out their jerseys and it says Lasers, and they're like, "Oh, awesome! That's a great team name, the Lasers." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I got some masking tape on that A," and he pulls off and says, "Losers." <laughs> um, yeah. Well, here in that show, I, I I wonder why my my kids arrive at high school and they're dumb. <laughs> now I'm I'm starting to <laughs> I'm starting to understand. <laughs> With the the downfall of the millennials and downfall of of, of American general, and you know what it coming is back to it's, Uncle Grandpa. It's Cartoon Network. It's the next step from when a few years ago when we had like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, it's the same type. And Ed Nettie. And when it was only little fifteen minute episodes, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing, they were in there for the first five minutes and then they disappeared and they come back as like their spirits, uh, little blue ghosts or whatever, okay. helping the team. Yeah, yeah, well, if you ask me, it's fifteen minutes too long. <laughs> I don't know why baseball. Why does Adam Jones get involved with that nonsense? But it was a, it was Orioles official Twitter social media mass and official social yeah, every, media saying, "Hey, tune in it. to Uncle Grandpa this Saturday. Adam Jones is being featured yeah. on Uncle Grandpa." Yeah, apparently it's a popular show. I don't know. It's on Netflix, and Gus is my favorite character. Hey, right. hot take: Maybe Adam Jones should be spending more time training this off season and learning how to not swing at balls in the dirt than doing Cartoon Network shows. Do you think that took any time? I hot think take. They, I think they brought a microphone to the All Star Game and said, "Here, read this." <laughs> He's working on his chakra. Yeah. Maybe he's just spending less time working on his chakra and spend more time working on his swinging balls at the Durda. This has been Baltimore Sports in Popular Culture. All right, Bert. Thanks for that little... In the Durda. Yeah, I mean, that's fresh. That just aired on Saturday, so I'm I'm on top of it. Yeah. Right, snapping in the mic. Meanwhile... We've got uh, Elaine, we, meanwhile, we've got Elaine Bennis going on Twitter and saying, go Cubs. Yeah, what's up with that? I thought she was an Orioles fan. That's what you told thought. us, Bert, in popular culture, she was an Orioles fan. Yeah. Well, everybody's a Cubs fan. I just said, go Cubs. That's true. On the, uh, on the chat room. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm down with go Cubs. Go team. Indians. Go, go Cubs, too. Go not, Cubs, not, go. Not in RTP. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are going to win today. They're losing 2 nothing right now. It's still early. Yeah, they got a man on second with nobody out. Let's go. Let's go, Cubbies. Well, I tell you what, the Cubs better get that lead before the fifth inning, or it's uh, Andrew Miller Andrew time. Miller time. Hey, and shut I it love down. It. I would love to see Andrew Miller come in in the fifth inning. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I hope. Hey, Buck Showalter, watch the World Series with the notebook to take notes on. Yeah. All right, boys, ready to get out of here? Yes. Yep. That sounds good.
Yeah. There are probably so many corrections on the show today. Yeah. But hey, thankfully the intern's not here to call us out. Hey, uh, before I, uh, before we started the show, I was talking with you guys and I mentioned that in the coming weeks, we might have a new theme song Yeah, for section 336. Yeah. So an email just popped up and it says, here's the song. Should we listen to it? Oh, you never listened to this before? Never listened to it. <laughs> this is first ever. First ever. Oh, weird. Obviously, we can tweak it and everything. Yeah. Do we? Do you want to hear it right now? This could be terrible and backfire completely. It could be terrible. We're playing it live. This is. Let's do it live. Even if we let's hate do it, it live. we're gonna say we like it. Absolutely. Here, here we go. That, that guy's the best. That definitely had like a, as soon as it kicked in, I was singing like 80s television theme song. Like yeah. zooming in our face. We're like, hey, right. <laughs> and their name pops up underneath. <laughs> he does. Section. It's catchy. It's he, catchy. It is good work. Um, yeah. We'll be using that for a while. I think. Get that <laughs> section 336 stuck in your head. I like the, I Section. Like, I like the Baltimore Blast reference. <laughs> People will be driving home to that. I, 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 I get behind that. I like that. Your head. I like that too. I like. I like that we just cold played it. <laughs> just like Coldplay. Exactly. Right. That guy does great work. He's good. What's his name? Chris Martin. He's the lead singer of Coldplay. Ah, uh, Chris Martin. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Martin who made our. Uh, <laughs> Mo- Modern Media is his name. If you go onto iTunes and search anything like sports band. Yeah. That's his um, mother. His birth name is mother named in modern media. Wait, and his, he, his name is Matt. Okay, yeah. he does aw- he does awesome work. Well, I just well, want to play it again. I mean, we <laughs> we 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 played the uh, the. He, he does this. Ned Yost. Oh yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. I mean, he's. How this, many, I think he's just, this, this is the best song. This is number one, right? This is best song. Ned Yost got a big big brain. <laughs> situation Ned Yost used to play the game like right here on my soundboard I probably have five or six of his songs just that happen to be there from because we love them yeah or because they're relevant a Joe Flacco a Joe Flacco stinks (laughs) yeah we need to redo that song to Joe Flacco stinks um like oh, I, I wish I had it up here. You know what? I'm gonna pull it up just for you because we could have used his songs for everything. Learn, write, mold, I like our song better than that one already. Wow. Section. I, I like Section 36 better than like Nolan Rymel, so that's appropriate. <laughs>
We'll play it enough times that you you will. That's all you'll be hearing. We are, we're gonna get stuck in that. your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we had the rap for three years. Yeah. Four years. I think we had the rap since like episode two. Yeah. And we've got a few different versions of them, but. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to have something different starting next week. Absolutely, it should be fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> tune in next week to hear that song again yeah. and again and again and again and again and again. Glad I hey, it's my new ringtone. All right, boys and girls, we appreciate you tuning in for another successful show. I thought we would hit a uh, a double or a triple, but I thought this might be like a twenty-five minute show. <laughs> we went ahead and hit the whole grand slam this episode. So, congrats to us. Let me pat myself on the back right here. We didn't even live on video on Facebook video. All over. We didn't even get the up and down. Not that Bert was prepared, but you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on iTunes, mm, or follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have an Instagram. You can you, you can give us a review on iTunes. Is that where you were going? Okay, sure. You can do that too. Give us a review on iTunes. Um, tell your friends. It. Yeah, sure. Tell, tell, tell your friends. Play, about play our the new podcast. theme song for them. That'll hook them. Yeah. You can tune in every Tuesday. Watch us live on Facebook at 730. Uh, all right. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always... Go Ravens and go Cubs. Who? Indians. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24 7 Networks. Find Section 336 on UtahStreetReport.com.